Do you find yourself struggling to fit in any time for your own self-care? Are you left at the end of the day feeling empty and not quite sure why? Today I'm joined by the amazing Rachel Latham. She helps stressed out moms who need more balance and direction. She has some amazing tips that you can actually put into practice right now to feel more nourished, more cared for, and just more put together. And as busy business owners and as busy mums, we can use all the help we can get with this, right? So pour yourself a cup of tea, snuggle on in, and let's get into the episode with Rachel. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this and with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week, a mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this morning, Rachel. I'm really excited to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited too. <laughs> um, I thought what might be nice um, to get us started is if you share a little bit about your journey and about what you do. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a positive mindset and self-care coach. I'm a mum to an almost two-year-old boy and I kind of did the whole corporate life. I used to have a crazy corporate job in the fresh produce industry, travelled around the world a lot, um, drank a lot of coffee didn't do very much self-care and kind of got to the point of almost reaching burnout and realizing I had to do something about it. So that's how I got interested in in mindset and also self-care and kind of tools and strategies to help me (laughs) still be here. And yeah, I've just loved it and I've loved sharing that journey with people. And I'm all about how to make self-care just easy to fit into your day and tiny habits that don't have to cost a lot of money, don't have to take a lot of time. Um, So yeah, how to just make it easy and and work for you. So as I've transitioned from that corporate life to then becoming a mum and still running my own business, it's kind of like, how do we make that all work, as you know? Yeah, of course. I love that. I feel like so often we need that experience of like what not to do to actually realise how important it is, right? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, we've got to learn from our mistakes, haven't we? Yeah, that's it. So, um, okay, so life is a mum to a toddler. So how do you fit in, how do you fit in that time for self-care? I'd love to know how you do it. Yeah, so it's been a journey. It's been, I mean, obviously in the two years, just like learning how that works and going from that whole newborn stage is very different. But I think, um, I always remember one of my dear friends said to me, when you have a child, just don't have a to-do list. Have one thing that you need to get done that day and be just quite happy that you've done that. Whether that's doing the washing, whether that's getting dressed, like just don't overstretch yourself and so I kind of applied the same thing with um, self-care as well that 
what I used to do before. I used to do the whole miracle morning thing. I'd be up at 5.30 and meditating and journaling and reading and doing all of that before going to the office. Now, if I'm up at 5.30, it's with my son and I don't want to be up at that time. So it took me a while to work out that I had to shift that and I had to kind of weave in the self-care in the right way. So now I have what I call my non-negotiables. So the things that I know I need to do every day or every week to be feeling like the best version of myself. So whether that's, you know, drinking enough water, taking my vitamins, or is it doing a spin class or a bar class, having a walk? There's like certain things I try and fit into my week, but I've learned to be flexible with that. And like, even today, for example, I was gonna drop my son at nursery, come home, do a bar class, then do some work, then do another podcast recording. And I realized actually the piece of work I really needed to do was quite time critical, so that had to move. But then I just, got after doing the podcast this afternoon I just got immediately changed went and did my bar class before then getting my son so I have to have like a a game plan for the week and every week it's different and also like tap into like what do I need in that week so we've been like recovering from quite a few illnesses in our house so doing a spin class it's not necessarily the thing I really wanted to do so going and having a nice hot bath and reading my book in the bath was far more nourishing like in that moment so it's about asking yourself in the moment like what do I really need? I mean, you've probably heard this a lot, the whole, you know, you should sleep when the baby sleeps. But I'm like, I just got so much to do. And I usually have quite a lot of energy then. But then I know when we're, we're all a little bit ill, that actually that's fine. And to go, do you know what? Yeah, go and have a nap while they nap. You know you're going to feel better. So it's really asking yourself in the moment, what do you need? And that's why I try and share this kind of like toolkit of ideas so that people don't have to think, what shall I do? How can I help myself? Mm, Yeah, I love that. I think as well, like having a weekly to do or a weekly list of, I guess, your priorities is so much more forgiving, right? Than having a daily list because every day is different. And as you know, like then we have sickness and then we have things that throw spinners in the works and can cause us stress if we're so focused on getting what we need to get done for the day done in a day. Definitely. I used to get quite frustrated with myself for just not being able to do all these things. And actually just giving yourself, I like to call it a bit of grace and space, like go with the moment and my husband's really good at going, right, do you know what? I think you should just go for a bath. Or I quite often will go to bed early and read because that's my downtime and, and relaxation. Um, and he just goes with that because he knows I'm going to be better on the other side of it. But I think sometimes we also like need to give ourselves permission to nourish ourselves because we're looking after tiny people. We're looking after ourselves. We're looking after our household. And you can't do all of that if you're energy levels and your I like to say battery level are low so we're very good at plugging our phones in when it gets to that 20% battery warning but we don't plug ourselves in very well oh that's so true especially as mums with everyone else relying on us right and the house and the cleaning and the food and all the other things it's yeah it's hard to even be aware of the battery level I think usually it's it's when we've got to the other side and we've got too bad so This is what I say about how do you work out those non-negotiables. It's usually we've got to the end of the week. We're feeling really tired and lethargic and a bit stressed. And you go, well, have I drunk enough water? Have I had enough sleep? Have I eaten nutritious meals? And it's when you look back and go, actually, no. And so that's when you work out, like, what do you need? And then fitting in, like, working out how can you make that easier? So I used to make my breakfast, like, the night before. My son got up, so then this was in like the very early days I had one of these tables that's a bit like those kind of tables you have in hospitals that like goes over the bed so I would be like feeding him whilst having my laptop there so I could with one hand like type social media posts and then be eating my breakfast with the other hand 
and like it was all prepped and I you got to this stage of like how can I be super organized but that was my like kind of corporate background as the operations director was like how do we make this work but just things like that that I realized actually if I have it all prepped I can make it work a lot easier and it's less stressful and actually that's more kind of like calming for me. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of focus gets put on that organization when you have a newborn. But I think that, well, for myself, certainly as they get older, you kind of forget about that because you have older children, right? It's not such a focused period. That postpartum is always like, we're so focused on that because it is so important and so critical to ourselves. We're recovering, we're healing from the birth and all of that, as well as getting you know, to know a new little little person. But I feel like when they get to a certain stage, we then think, oh, we can go back to life as, as we were before now. And we kind of forget about those things that are still so important, even with, with older children. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's tapping into like the seasons as well. So I've written a book called Self-Care for the Seasons, which was very much about spring, summer, autumn, winter. But it's also about the season of your life that you're in. So the things that you necessarily want to do are different in your 20s to your 30s to when you have kids to once the kids leave home, you know, one day that will happen. That's exciting. Um, But, you know, like what do you need in that moment is different. And it's always asking yourself, what do I need? Mm. So piece of advice that you could give for all the listeners out there that are pregnant and about to start on this journey, have their first baby at the moment, their self-care would look very different to what it will as a mother. What is like the the number one kind of thing they need to remember, do you think? I think it probably is like build your own little kit. So um, my newsletter is called the Self-Care Survival Kit. And it's always been about like giving people tips to put into this kit to, to carry around with them. But like work out what do you like doing? What do you need? What, you know, if you've got one minute, what can you do? If you've got five minutes, what can you do? Ten minutes, an hour... So that when you're in that space of maybe it's a newborn and the newborn's sleeping for three hours, remember when that happened, um, you know, what could you do in that time? Um, Rather than having to like think about it too much because our brains are not really on (laughs) at that time. So it's, it's being prepared and having options and also sharing those with other people so that they remind you to do them. Because I think we get very focused on this new little bubble which is super important but sometimes we need someone else to be like hey do you want to go like go for a walk or you know you've not been outside today (laughs) just helping you in a positive way tap into like your support system I guess If you're pregnant or planning to be and have no idea how that might look as a self-employed business owner, I've got you. I want to introduce you to the Pregnant CEO Virtual Summit. That's right. This episode is sponsored by me. Not sure if that's a thing, but in case this will help you, I have to let you know. I've been where you are, pregnant and self-employed, uncertain, unsure, and quietly freaking the fuck out. Happy, but freaking out nonetheless. So this year, I've created something pretty damn special. A free virtual summit hosting the most incredible speakers, sharing knowledge and insight that will help you plan for this. Every single topic will empower you to plan and fund your own parental leave so that you can not only take time off to be with your new baby, but you'll be able to return to a business that is profitable and thriving when you're ready. My wish for you is to feel confident in your future as a mama and as a business owner. Don't miss out on the Pregnant CEO Summit from the 2nd to the 5th of May. For more info and to register for your free ticket, head to www.thepregnantceo.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. 
Yeah, fantastic. Now that's great advice. I, It's funny how even the simplest things, I found myself during the pandemic, we had a few periods where we had to isolate and like like most of the world, right? Um, and with kids, that's like a whole other ball game. I, I was so jealous of the people <laughs> that didn't have children and just isolated and watched movies and whatnot. But I found... It was like on the third day or something, I walked outside and was like, oh my goodness, I have not been outside. I've not felt the sun in three days. And I think the same thing can happen when you have a new baby because you get so focused, like you said, on getting used to that new life. I mean, we were really fortunate. I mean, my son is a pandemic baby. He was born like a month before. So we were fortunate that the weather actually over here in the UK was really good in that spring. So we went out and we did a lot of walks. And interestingly, and maybe this was like a subconsciously forced on you but there was a period of two months where we could only go outside for have one walk a day like that was our government lockdown but actually it meant that we went and did it rather than hunkering down at home I mean, unless the weather was rubbish so that was really good and it got us into like a routine and there's so much to be said for fresh air change of scenery not seeing the same four walls because I felt like my living room was like our little bubble <laughs> for a period of time and although we didn't have and actually, although we didn't have that personal connection, well, I live in quite a small village. And so having a baby is like a, I guess it's a bit like having a dog. People are just interested. So I know so many more people now because they saw us every day going for a walk and they chat and wave from a distance. And so there was that social connection as well that, yes, there was like me and my husband at home with this small person, but that gets a bit samey, doesn't it? So <laughs> it was nice to be able to kind of, yeah, getting outside is like probably the best thing you can do. It's free. It's doesn't have to take a lot of time, but just kind of reconnecting with nature a little bit is really important. I love that so much. What are your thoughts? So obviously having a baby in itself is life-changing, but I feel like a lot of our listeners and myself included, we're such driven women, right? We have goals. We have things that we still want to accomplish, even though we're adding to our family. And I know it's important to acknowledge the season we're in. How do you feel about still honoring, I suppose, the person that we were and that that drive and those dreams? And how can we sort of blend them together? Yeah, I think it's, it is really important if you are that driven person to still allow yourself so like I said like I wanted to do 10 things in a day and really I knew I was only going to do one I found that really hard because I used to like smash a to-do list my productivity rate was very high and I found like I just wasn't good at sitting down and, and breastfeeding for like two hours in a row and then just like not having the energy to do anything else so I think it's almost like giving yourself something to focus on so I um, teach a lot of people about the power of vision boards and I think creating a vision board of how you want your motherhood journey to be, particularly in that first year, it's really useful because you can keep tapping back into that. You can keep looking at it. You can get into the energy of it. So I'm all about, it's not a vision board's not just lovely pictures stuck on a board and that's it. Like I really go through a whole process of how to set your goals, get really clear on your intentions. And it's not just what that vision looks like but also what it feels like so I really get people raising their target energy so that when you look at that board you feel uplifted and kind of motivated so when you've had like a tough day where you've you know been up six times in the night and feeling no energy but you know that you want to be doing something for your business or something like that you can look at that board and kind of get back into that energetic space it's really helpful so even just spending a bit of time getting clear on like what are your goals even if it's for that week or three months, or like by the end of the year, I think it's really good to have some like long term goals, then build it backwards. And then be like, okay, so for this week, what is my goal? It might just be 
to try and have a full night's sleep, <laughs> who knows? But if you are a you know passionate driven business owner, you don't want to lose the momentum in your business. It's kind of giving yourself focus without stretching yourself too much I think yeah I love the idea as well that vision boards aren't just something that you do at the start of the year aren't just something that you do come the first of January for a new year's kind of resolution as if you will um, that they can apply for any time definitely I mean here in the UK doing new year's resolutions or doing any new like big habits in January it's not the best idea because it's dark it's cold the days are short like we're cyclical beings and that's just not what we want to do we want to like huddle down at home and be under a blanket (laughs) and not really like be yeah let's go get them so actually um having like a quarterly vision board is a great idea tapping into the seasons I have one client who she has quite a seasonal business so she has a new vision board for each season and I think it doesn't have to be yeah the start of the year like vision boards can be done anytime and it's kind of like whatever space and like journey you're on and how it works for you yeah I love that my husband and I started a vision board for the very first time. What was that? That was probably at the end of last year. We were just like, oh, we need some direction. Like, what are we actually working towards? And I always, you'll probably laugh, but I always thought vision boards and, you know, they're so woo-woo, like manifesting and, oh, I don't know if that's for me. Like, it just, I wasn't sure. Oh my goodness. I'm a, I'm a true convert because it just it gives me inspiration. It gives me motivation. You kind of, we have it everywhere. It's stuck on the fridge. It's right behind my desk. And and I just focus on it. And like you said, kind of imagine what it'll feel like to live in that house or, or achieve those goals. And it definitely does something different to the level of energy that you have. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just creating the board and then thinking, oh, this is going to happen. You do have to take what I call inspired action. So it's not just creating yet another thing to have to your to-do list and setting these goals, but really like, yeah, going with your gut instinct when it comes to stuff and really getting focused on the outcome so that you can put your right energy into it. And so, yeah, I think it's really helpful during those difficult times to give you a bit of an energy reswitch and like get you into a good space and particularly if you've done it together it's also a really great thing to do with kids like so that they realize it's not just about the materialistic things you know I always talk about like if you've got something on your vision board it's not because um like there's a sort of like a corner of mine is got a drinks trolley on and I had a drinks trolley on a previous vision board and it's not about having the drinks trolley what that actually symbolized was we just moved house finally to like kind of our dream house and it actually symbolized me like having people around and entertaining and being the hostess with the mostess. It wasn't that I wanted that particular thing that's on the image, but it was about how it felt. And I think that's really important for kids to be aware of that and and sort of zoning in on it rather than it being like, well, you put stuff on there that you specifically want. So it's more about, yeah, how do you want to feel? What do you want to have as your sense of achievement? Um, And being able to like go through it as a family is a really good idea. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So my eldest sensor is four now um, and because we've got that one on the fridge and we do need a new car. So we have this little hatchback, you know, with the two car seats. It's cramped. I dream of having that larger kind of family vehicle. And um, so we have the exact car on our vision board that we want, that we're aiming for. And Spencer will often see it and talk about, oh, mom, that's our car. That's the car we're buying. Like, so he recognizes it. So how exciting the day that I get to go and purchase a we so I should say I we get to go and purchase that car and he's going to put those two together and be like oh that was on our fridge for however long and now we're buying it I think that's really cool that's amazing love it awesome Rachel so where 
where are you online? Where can people go if they if they want help with this, if they need to create more of this space in their life or if they need help with their direction or their mindset, where can they go to find more about you and what you do? So I mostly hang out on Instagram at Rachel Letham. I also have a separate feed called the Self-Care Survival Kit where I share a lot of my tips and also all the lovely products are in my self-care shop. Um, and then I do have a Facebook group, which is called From Chaos to Calm which is I think it's called From Chaos to Calm with Rachel Letham and it's a really lovely space that welcomes I say stressed out mums who are ambitious but actually there's quite a few people in there who aren't mums they're either step mums or fur baby mums or they're ambitious and nurturing but they're not necessarily a mum so you don't have to be a mum to join but it's a really nice space so I do wellness Wednesday masterclasses I run my vision board challenges in there so I do have a free five-day vision board challenge if people are interested in how to do it in a more effective way um so yeah there's a lot going on but um mainly on Instagram is where I like to hang out and I do very funny wellness Wednesday reels just to make self-care seem a little bit more accessible I guess I love that all right well we'll have all the links in the show notes for anyone that wants to jump on in um but yeah thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that goodness with us oh well thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure and that's a wrap on today's episode I hope this is worth your time today I know how busy you are but if it spoke to you if it inspired encouraged or comforted you I'd love to know Drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox and I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamamainsbusiness.com. And lastly, don't forget about the free pregnant CEO summit I'm hosting in May, if that's something that might benefit you. For more info and to register your attendance, visit www.thepregnantceo.com. My personal goal is to change 2,000 women's lives through the summit. If you're pregnant or planning to be, I'd love to include you in that tally. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now.